Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Positivity. Hi, welcome to the Positivity Podcast. In today's episode, I'm with Ilona Shaw. She's a life coach, public speaker, personal trainer, nutrition coach, and she's also in the process of writing a book. In today's episode, we talk about her experience in living through the war in her childhood in Georgia. And this is to do with the USSR and the communism. We also talk about COVID-19, passion, happiness, mindset, and being a human being in times of crisis. So these episodes are going to be set on different topics and these are going to be released, you know, I'd say week by week. So hope you enjoy this episode. Very humbled and very grateful to have Ilona on the podcast. So sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. No, I'm not. I'm not driving. Yeah. Okay. Good. So let's see if I can put. It, yeah, I was in the other um in a call. So okay, yeah. did you walk your car? Your dogs? Everything is good? Yeah. Yeah. So good. They uh they're dachshunds, so they they like low to the ground and they they sniff out like rabbits and all kinds. So I took longer because I'm walking them and they run off. They just 
fly off and they're yeah. running into a field and I'm like running around the golf course trying to grab them because there's rabbit holes everywhere. Set the backyard, please. To the rounds in backyard. Yeah, well, yeah. You'd kill me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw his wife. I I saw his wife in the spa shop in in the local shop. Yeah, I I said nice. to I said to her because they he get has a very family. Yeah, they're getting a lot of critic criticism for being down here by the, by the locals because they don't want people from up country coming down, and I'm not from here. And I, I saw his wife in the car, and I said to her, I was like, like, hello. I said, you know, you, you deserve to be down here. Um, yeah. You know, I said, I see what they say in the media and things. And I said, you know. So they don't like them? The, where I live, the, the local people, you know, like in the country, they're very stuck in their ways of thinking. And because of the yes. coronavirus, they're worried about people coming down from other places and bringing it here. Oh, I see, I see. And they're just like, because Gordon Ramsay's flying around on his bicycle and he's he's doing lots of exercise, and it's it's pissing them off. <laughs> that's his nature. That's not gonna change. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. I know. Yeah. Have you been okay? You been alright? Stay strong and you know, like do whatever precautions they need to do that. So yeah. you know, take care of my immune system before. So you know. Yeah, so exactly. Being careful. Yeah. yeah. No, same. It's good. It's yeah, good. yeah. But um, should we start by like, kind of how you got into like coaching and then um, then talk about like childhood and things like that. Yeah, coaching is the, yeah, long, we're going to go maybe to the childhood because it's kind of two different yeah. time zone areas and like maybe it's the subject to that, do not, yeah. you know, and then maybe maybe at the end I will kind of touch on the coaching maybe. Yeah. So, right? So, I don't know uh, the specific childhood thing. So everybody has their own childhood I don't know when were you born but during the 90s you know like we're actually like 1989 yeah oh uh, I don't know if you remember but from the history it was like one of the most historical most evident most profound you know date in the history you know like in modern humankind right now besides I think coronavirus will take um in the first place, it was when Reagan, uh, you know, was standing in a bowling wall and talking to the Gorbachev. Gorbachev used to be like, a, like a, uh, you know, the main leader of mm. the USSR with all the 15 countries. And he told him, I don't know if you remember what he told him. Did you? It's like very one phrase that was like a golden phrase. It's maybe, right. maybe um, it's like three words. He's like tear this wall. Oh right. You know, and he was standing on a of the Berlin Wall because the Berlin, you know, the Germany was separated, you know, by two, you know, the West and the and East yeah. at the time, and it was communistic and, you know, democratic side, so, and he said, you need to tear it down to bring them, uh, these nations together, forget about communists, you know, like he's on, and hers, so it's, it's all about unity, so he kind of believed it, mm. and 
him, trusted him, and he said, okay, let me try that and see maybe I will be able to, instead of having one communist country, I will have, when I combine, I will have more power to it. So what happened is that, that the destruction of the Berlin Wall led into the destruction and separation and segregation of the uh, also Soviet Union countries. Wow. So that was, and, and that led into the uh, destruction, um, law, devastation, and also war. So the countries went to start to kind of like create their own uh, identity, their own uh, um, voice, their yeah. own agenda, their own, you know, identity. They wanted to become their own thing. And they didn't know how to do it, how to function without being dependent on Russia, being dependent on each other. Because before, we used to have one um, exchange system, currency, one currency. We had pretty much the same a language, mm. this, we have the same education, which means all the books that you will learn in Russia, you will learn, you will use the same books in uh, schools in Georgia, in right. Latvia, in Ukraine, and also everything was the same. So if I, if I would go from my country mm. to another country, as long as it's in USSR, I can pick it up and I don't have to worry about, you know, of course they had the, the only maybe... Mm, difference would be the native language so of course mm. every set would be additional book but it's it's minor but everything was the same so we didn't know how, how to function so uh, on the official war that began against uh, russia and all, all the things that happened it was 1991 mm. it was on december 25th and what is december 25th well it's christmas time isn't it yeah it's christmas yeah so while, while the entire West world was celebrating Christmas, all the uh, east side of the world was having the war. Gosh. So on Christmas Day, so that's when it all started. So it lasted quite a bit, and it was completely, so we see people were killed. I saw people were killed. The schools were bombed. You know, there's lots of devastation that happened during this time. I lost everything, yeah. like completely everything. And from eating caviar to eating moldy bread. Wow. So that's how so we lost like jobs, you know, schools, you know, all of these things that, you know, made us happy before, all of this essence of life that we wanted and needed to survive. Yeah. It was all completely gone and destroyed. It was taken away from us. It just, it was like pretty much overnight. Today I was rich. Next morning I woke up, I had nothing and we had to survive. So we had to do to be very, very. Um, I I don't even know how we survived, but I don't know. I don't know if you, if you remember from the Bible when the king put Daniel to a test, and he said to Daniel, "Okay, for uh, for like forty days or twenty one day, for twenty one days, you will be uh, my 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 people will be eating nothing but the good food, you know, luxurious mm. meals, luxurious meat." And all these beautiful things that you can ever imagine. And, and, and Daniel said, okay, they can eat that, but we will eat, I'll eat nothing but fruits and vegetables. He's like, okay, in 21 days, his servants, his people of the king were so weak, so like, um, um, their skin was so soggy because the more you eat the protein like yourself, you over, like, um, yeah. overindulge yourself like over de like intoxicating yourself so yeah. and the Daniel friends became like 
like so strong, their muscles, the tone, the skin was absolutely amazing. So going back to my experience, we were removed from all of these good things that we could eat, you know, meats, everything that we used to eat before that were luxurious, right? So we started to eat anything that our nature would produce. So I used yeah. to to climb the trees just to get the almonds almonds wow. i used to go and and, and bushes you know got all the scratches just to get those berries wow. i used to do some things just to like enjoy the nature that i did take advantage of mm. i'm like oh who wants that why do i need that i would rather go buy the chocolate bar or buy this something mm. you know like cool thing rather than that mm. so it made me to appreciate appreciate nature and it was a devastation so we we like either this or nothing so of course we would got this and not nothing so that was our our ways to survive and lots of mentality things had shifted from that culture but um i think the main thing is that you need to have somebody to go through that somebody who will encourage you somebody who will push you and that was the pusher and encourager was my mom mm. who said always like uh, why do you think we need to praise God only when we have everything? We should also give him thanks when we don't have nothing at all. Yeah. That's insane how all of that happens. Um, and I suppose you kind of go into like survival, you know, your survival instincts kick in during something like that. I mean, I, I I can never imagine what that's like. I mean, how how old was you when that happened? Uh, that was like uh, eleven. Eleven was when I when it happened. So. Yeah. So, so. And then it lasted like for for a few years, like a strong. We had tanks, uh, tanks on the streets. We it was all bombed, and also what happened that our flag during that time got changed. Right. You know. Every country got their own flag. So our flag was uh, three colors in it. So predominant two-thirds of the flag was the was the color of the um, blood. Right. So, and it represented all the blood that has been shed during the war by, by the people, by our people. And um, one-third on the top was black. Black meant, meant tragedy, death, devastation, you, you know, fear, loss, and white. There was the one part of the white that represented nothing but hope. Yeah. So despite of all of these struggles, devastation, you know, death that occurred during our time, we still need to remember that there is a hope, mm. that is a light, bright, that something good's gonna happen. Mm. We do not know when, we do not know how, we do not know who is gonna be providing that, but if the human being, no matter where they are, are going to lose the essence of hope, they're going to lose the essence of life, and they're going to give up anytime the problem's going to strike them. We were not prepared when the war got, got there. We were not with the, you know, full with the food. They didn't announce, okay, it will be war. Please make sure you have a food in your homes. Make sure you have the books in the house for education. Make sure you have clothes. Make sure you have this. Make sure you have your finances from the bank are straight, and nobody has prepared us. Mm. So, and, uh, and, and usually people do not teach people how to survive and how to maintain hope. 
So that's the biggest thing. And it usually kicks in during the time of devastation, like a survivorship tool. Like we were like, okay, we were, what's going on? What's what happening? So that was something that we had to learn as a nation. We had to learn as um, um, about ourselves, about our country, about just just pretty much any aspect of our human being life. I mean, so like when this happened, how long did this happen for? So they, so which country was it again? So it was like, it that was, did this. Uh, well, all, all 15 countries of the Soviet Union have been affected. Hmm. Every single one had, not every single one, but most of the countries they had the war. So our biggest producer for our energy, electricity, and of course propane, which is gas, was depending by Russia. Russia was the big supplier of that stuff. So since we we began against that um, propaganda, against that, um, because they wanted to become their own thing, and they didn't wanna, they wanted us to be part of that of their country, which we said no, we want to be our own. So they, the war itself would last, like like big one like for two three years however the we were without electricity or supplies uh, for at least 10 years so it was it was very very long like yes five to ten years it was very we didn't have no electricity so we were like by the time it was light it was my only way to get my um homework done so when the light was all like when the natural light when sun would go down we were done so so everything you wanted to do just please make sure you do it before you know sunset and and such so and, and also we didn't know how to also make our food because everything that of the gas was taken away so we didn't know how even the hot water was gone so there was nothing even to boil the water for the tea Jeez. so what I know what, and also by cooking is just, yeah, you cannot cook even the, make an egg because we didn't own the microwave back, back, back then because it wasn't something that we, we did. We didn't, yeah. didn't have that stuff. And so what we did instead of our, our nature became our kitchen. Yeah. So what it, unfortunately, we had to cut down the trees around us. Hmm to use the, the wood to burn it to make the fire and cook so it was during the winter time imagine that that we had nothing it was cold it was we were hungry uh, we had no electricity no even even though if we had the food we had nothing to prepare the food right yeah so so we would go on a like cold days outside We'll try to like you know cut the trees and did whatever we could to kind of I know some of the trees were affected by the moist because the weather was very moist. It was a, yeah. a time of season that was you know uh, it wasn't drying too too quick and there was no sun exposure so to wait for the wood to dry oh, wow. so we can burn. So it was and then we used to use the kerosene um heaters so we used to buy kerosene and it was um the just the smell of it just the, the toxic smell that we had to inhale 
and breathe in mm. became such a um, devastation to our health and lots of people who were we were so close to kerosene uh, here that we would smell all this negative aroma not even aroma the stink yeah. of it all of the waste of it mm. so um, and lots of people got sick from it and most of the people got affected but God had still uh, protected us so even from this uh, smell and all this um, uh, uh, bad influential you know the hazardous you know, mm-hmm. bacteria, you know, like elements from this kerosene that was, you know, infected our health. God still had to protect us. So, um, and um, we survived even that. Mm-hmm. So, like, small details like this. And sometimes, uh, like, I, I told you that we had to, we were lucky we had the bread, and most of the bread were with mold. And um, some people, you know what mold is, yeah, right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it's not what it looks like, but mold is the natural penicillin, which is the great medicine. Mm. So, and uh, and great me- his great medicine helps us to cure our stomach when we would eat that. Right. So even that was a part of uh, you know God's um, creation, and you know He's like, okay, I will still take care of you, and I will still help you. So even in the mold, we got. You know, healed. Yeah, that's crazy. What, what a, you know, fascinating but like dreadful kind of like time. You know, like to be. It's it's nothing like I could ever imagine, and like, you know, the way you you guys coped through that, you know, um, it's pretty fascinating. And it's kind of, it must make you, give you a certain kind of perspective on life, you know, from that, and appreciate, you know, a lot of things today, because I think, you know, like a lot of us, you know, a lot of people around the world have never been through anything like that, or never had to experience like a tragedy on a scale like that. So yes. Like, so when, when Wait, that, the only thing that Oh, go ahead. No, say, so when, so when that was happening, like, um, did you not go out? How far could you go out whilst all this was happening? Like, from where uh, you lived to where? So what was the location okay, called where like, you lived as well? It was. It was like we were uh, surrounded by the military base. So military base was right, right there, like you know, like what, like three hundred meters from from us. It's like right by our place. So we, I could see the military base right by the uh, from my windows. So, but um. Uh, and lots of the tanks were going. It was such a, a place where uh, it was connecting the all all of the mountains, you know, and through the through the city. So we were like, praise God, far away from the city enough not to get affected. However, all the tanks were coming through the through our like area, through my you know, through my um neighborhood, yeah. just to get just to get to the city because it was. The only place where not it was very hard for somebody to get through. So, but since it was a military, they knew very good. Since it was a military base, they knew very, you know, the road yeah. how to get in and out. Plus, we also 
had a uh, uh, black uh, and not black sea. We had like a, a local sea in, in there, uh, the water supply type of thing. So um, they, they knew how to maneuver and go around that place. Plus, um, not too far from my house, it was a presidential um, residency where we would usually like, and they, they started to protect that area as well, make sure that nothing would happen to his house there as well. But um, it was right there. However, uh, what happened, it doesn't matter where we were, we still could hear everything, we could still smell it, we could still get affected by it. But I would not be able to walk by myself, of course. Uh, if it was the school that we still had to go to, we would always go with the groups. You know, all the neighborhood kids, we would just go together. You know, we were not escorted by the adults because we were grown, we grew up in a way that we were like self-sufficient in terms of, you know, it wasn't, we didn't have, of course, the, I don't know if you have it in your country, when the bus pick up the people for the school, yeah. you have that? Yeah, the school, yeah, 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 school we, bus, yeah. So we would use, use, you know, since I was in a kindergarten, I used to go to school by myself. So walking there, coming back, no. So everybody were like taking care of the kids, you know, like, you know, and stuff. So, but uh, walking there by yourself was a very, very, very strange and kind of uh, hard. However, uh, when um, what what happened that you know when you see usually military outside, you see okay, I'm safe, I'm protected, right? If something would happen, you know, anybody in a uniform indicates pretty much safety, security. I can always run to the person. They will protect me. They will guide me. However, in my in my case, every time you see somebody in a military uniform, it's a danger. Right. Which, whether they're like your uniform, you know, like your local, you know, the people who is protect from the country or from the foreign foreigners in uniform, it's a danger because even your own people in the uniform could affect and, and kill you mm. just because so they can rob you from whatever you have in your house and stuff. So we witnessed that how many times the mil people in the military would come to the people's houses, civilians, our military from our own countries would kick the doors. You know, with their with their feet, with their like legs, you know, foot, and open, you know, and open and break the doors through. Some of them would be would be hard to break, but they would be just bound so hard. They would go inside of the house. They probably would go and and throw anything of your, uh, you know, valuable oh, possession yeah. outside of the balcony. And then still whatever you know, they could still, yeah. you know, from. So it was it was it was a danger. You have to like sleep with your eye open pretty much. So you never know. Like you have to be like and plus we had the earthquakes during that time coming up. So we had we had the natural disaster and we had the man called disaster collapse in a synergy as together to kind of maybe test us all. Mm. So I think it was a big test. Mm. So we, we didn't know what to do, like to hide from the nature. Or, or hide from the man. However, I'm going to tell you that it's 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 easier to survive from the natural disasters than from the man-caused disaster, mm. because man is a, has a, such a power of destruction that can uh, surpass all of the natural dis destruction. Because man, um, man's brain function in such a way that uh, has like a side of the evil yeah. and side of the purity so it's like the two weapons so the side of the evil if you plan the evil that's gonna be just absolutely massive destruction that nobody else can completely understand or stop 
Mm-hmm. Natural, natural destruction, yes, it will cause, it will last, we know what consequences will be, but man is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. What man can plan, decide, do, uh, construct, and plan is completely different. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you have to really be, like, sleep with your one eye open and mm-hmm. be very ready for, for that. And you mm-hmm. cannot be even ready for that. No, that's... That's crazy. Like so, so, that went on for like a number of years, and did they just continue to kick people's doors? Was they kicking people's doors in to get like their own supplies from people because they were short themselves? So they were basically like they, they were. Uh, so, sometimes you know they even like soldiers. I'm sure they would went. They would go for some kind of like psychological problems and they were stationing themselves to now from the training or on like a dummies they had to actually go and kill real people yeah. so they would also go through some kind of issues that we didn't even know but their goal was to protect civilians that's the primarily yeah. goal so they would go to the people's homes and they would um, i don't know if they were under influence of something maybe psychological disorder mm-hmm. something that happened you know during that that time uh, postpartum with with something that had caused that we do not know however they would they would throw away the possessions of the people let's say the dvd players you know back then we had dvd players yeah, yeah. um um the vh actually vhs players not yeah. dvd we didn't even have VHS players, you know, they're like some kind of like gaming system, but we had some people had the gaming systems was like new to to them, to our culture back then. So um, they would throw away TV, TV sets on the ground, but they would build some food, whatever they had Mm. in the refrigerator. And maybe like if they had some jewelry, maybe they would build the jewelry and Mm. such. So, but, but uh, it was very, very devastating because um, my my one of my friends who had survived she she was witnessing the death of her of her parents when the soldiers would take them to rescue them from their country uh, you know from their side to to bring them to to Georgia mm-hmm. uh, you know to, to my side and they would put everything person on the boat like you know it's just small open boat you know not nothing big to get them across you know mm. um, um like black sea you know yeah. just by the black sea by the shore and they'll be in my place and what they do they would they would load the boat with the people and what happened they would shoot the people in the boat and let the boat go so there will be less people yes and she was she was the she she was the oh, one gosh. who had to wait who had to wait for the second one and she was behind the bush uh, looking at everything that had happened so she and her sister they ran away from it and you know they're safe right now you know they're all adult they got married they have kids right now of course but it all had happened in front of their eyes how our soldiers would kill our own people so they don't have that the country would not have to take care of them because we couldn't so it was it was so like like you would think that your soldiers would protect you, but when we see so the people in uniform, yeah. it was the of the uh, like this alarm, like like fear, like run, you know, danger. So versus here, you see police person there, like you can always run to him and say, hey, police, I'm in trouble, you know, if you guys, you know, bugging yeah. me, right? Uh, over there, no, you could not do that. 
So, and uh, it was very, um, yeah, our country had no supplies, no food. The only, all the stores were closed. And um, the only thing that was open and functioning with the electricity, barely, barely, it was our uh, factory for entire country that would produce and bake the bread. Wow. And, and it was every other day that that uh, that um, factory would work and function properly because all the electricity, it all of the things we tried to like, you know, just for the factory to function and produce what we need, the necessity or essence of our survival, which was the bread. And I remember standing on the line to get the bread from 2 a.m. until 6 or 7 a.m. to stand in line just to make sure I get the bread. Yeah. And we would give it out, like, I'm just wow. going to use my sticky note. Oh, they're right colors, actually. Yeah. Who would have known? So we had... Uh, they would give us two cards, this card, and this is the, my another sticky note, this card. So they're exactly the same colors. So they would give it to one family, this color, like, uh, and it, it, it would be for the odd days. Yeah. And, and, uh, and um, orange color was for the even days. Mm. So whoever had the, like, uh, orange color would go to get the bread on even days and, and opposite one for the odd days, right. you know? So, and they would calculate how many people you had in your family and they would they would let you know how much bread you can have. So out of the round bread, my family were allowed to have one quarter of it. One quarter? One quarter. Of like a loaf. One quarter every, every other day, yes. So I'm not kidding you. It was, it was devastation. And for me to get that loaf, we were so hungry and, and, and desperate so much that we would... We would do anything to ha to to get that book. So I had to wake up with my sister and my friends, like 2 a.m. to get in line because it was a live line. So if you don't get the food, don't yeah. get the, if the bread went out, you know you're out of luck. Yeah, you just go without. So it, it, you have to you have to wait for another two days till you get your bread. So mm, um yeah. and um, that's why people would do just. Mm anything to to get to get this this bread i remember just the smell of the bread it was still fresh it was it was good mm. but it wasn't enough by the time i went home i think i would eat, i was so tempting not to eat it <laughs> because it was so, it was so good yeah. and i was like oh let me get home so like i will just give this bread to Mm -hmm. You know, you know, all of us will all be able to share it, but it wasn't enough, of course. Oh, it was yeah. enough, but it is what it is. Of course, my parents had to, you know, give up their portion to make sure that we have, we had it. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. Like, so like, what what did you um, eat the bread with? Was it like oil or like meats and? What? No, the only only thing we could do that it was I remember the putting the uh, butter on top of the bread that was delicious, and if we had the honey, we would put the honey. I love the honey mm. bread and butter. This is most amazing combination of the freshness and goodness of the bread, mm. and also the soft softness of the butter that has also their richness and, and oils in them that you know that the fat that you need for your yeah. brain to function and also the, the natural remedies and this um you know the good uh the good natural things from yeah. the honey 
that you know uh, nature has produced and put into it this life, this essence, this antibacterial remedies. You mm. know, honey also helps to preserve you with lots of things mm. and detox yourself too. Has, and we didn't know about that back then, but mm. this combination of sweet goodness, carbs, you know, fat, and you know, <laughs> no, there was no protein, but still yeah. it was. We got, we sustained. It wasn't enough. I wish we would have more than that, but it, it, yeah, that's what you could do without boiling anything, cooking anything, or, you know, making anything. So it was, yeah. but we didn't always have the, always had the honey though. Yeah, nice. I mean, that honey and those ingredients, you know, are pretty much key, aren't they, for like your health? And it's, it's good mm-hmm. that you had those, you know, to go to the bread. And like what you were saying about, you know, the military, like you like you said, like it's kind of instinctive to be able to trust those kind of people and naturally just go to them if you need help. So I mean to like yeah. not be able to do that, you know, and to witness your own people killing your own people. It must have been you know, like how 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 would someone cope with that? You know, and how do you do you logically in your mind think I can't trust those people you know it's like telling yourself I can't trust the police but the police there to protect yes that 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 took us a while to trust so we we moved our trust very strongly from from the people to to God at this moment because I think that's when the revival started to happen when our churches started to kind of uh, like rise up and a lot of people they were trying to bring the hope to us through the something that men or humans cannot produce and we started to take our hope from the humans into the something that is lo- everlasting so when before we were not allowed to go to, to churches because it was a communism regime you know we were very uh, you know like careful about who would go to to the churches it was uh, not allowed right now it was some kind of revival that you know okay now we can go to the churches now we can actually pray now we can actually seek some kind of like higher power out there that will help us to to sustain and cope with with that so we were actually taking our um, our focus from humans that are mortal to something that is immortal, who is eternal, who is, you know, who is the essence of the mm-hmm. life giver to us. So that was something that was that was happening, and and that that when the people's hope got, uh, you know, flourished mm-hmm. and led us to survivorship and uh, help us to strive in the midst of the devastation and loss that we have we have experienced during the unprecedented time that we had uh, um, you know that had occurred mm. so good thing that we didn't jeopardize our um, education uh, I think um, I still have to go to school not yeah the schools were cold we didn't have a windows we didn't have a heater we didn't have electricity we didn't have a chalk to use even so I didn't even have the uh, desks, you know, the wow. floors were uneven, the, the doors were not locked, we didn't have a bathroom at the schools, wow. so uh, yeah, there was no bathroom at the schools, 
I know. Uh, so it was, I don't even know what happened. So we had to guard each other, you know, somehow so the boys will not go to the girls' place or just somehow like we had there, the teachers would like maybe stand there in one place and just just kind of like monitoring to who will go where. Yeah, it was just like very, um, like, yeah, stuff like it was very, very hard. So how did you like? So like it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't have like a place to walk. Like wash our hands. There was no water, running water at all in a, in the schools. So no electricity, no water, no bathrooms. Our bathrooms were bombed, you know, like destroyed, and there was like no doors, no nothing. It just mm. yeah. Mm. So like, were you able to cope, uh, focus on your education? Or how how did you manage that? Like, whilst whilst all that's going on around you, like how did it was very hard because, like, first I was very determined. I was a very good student, one of the best at the school. So for me, it was just a way to say thank you to my parents by being a good student and by getting the good grades because I didn't work. So it was my payback to my parents saying that, you know, thank you for what you've done or, or doing in my life. Mm. And that's the the first thing that I can say thank you to you by being a good student and being very focused on education because they wanted me to, of course, you know, like when you, you know, like mm. you do something good that you come home with, oh my God, the A plus, yeah, look at yeah, this, yeah. you know, you wanted something that that what you put in, you you know, you you see the results. Mm. Result. I was very result oriented. I still am. So, for me at that moment, I kind of saw a little bit of loss of interest. Like what's gonna happen? What's not gonna happen? Is it worthy for me to continue with that? Uh, so what should I focus? So my priorities have changed. But however, I still wanted to finish strong my school. I still wanted to finish right. I still want wanted to finish up properly. So it took me a while to get that. But my teachers are the ones who pushed me, encouraged me, and believed in me. So I got the scholarship because the schools began began to be. Uh, costly you had to pay to go to school oh, wow. and there's a lot yeah because there was no 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 way that government could pay the teachers to uh, teachers period yeah. so we pretty much had to pay you know the students had to pay the teachers to come and and, and teach and such so that it, it was very hard so I, I i went to the test i finished the test i passed the test so this way I don't have to, I didn't have to pay to school. Hmm. There were only six spots for entire school for anybody who will pass the test and exam did not have to pay for it. And I sweat bullets. Hmm. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do it on an empty stomach on like, just, I'm just so just tired from life. Hmm. But, um, but my teacher said, Ilona, you know, you're one of the best, you know, I know you cannot afford it, but please do it. So, and, um, and I started until the sun went down, I was studying all the time until the last spark, the, the theme yeah. of the, of this was out there. I was just doing my homework, making sure that I passed the task. So, and I did, so I didn't have to pay a single thing. So I, I finished my school without bribes, without any of this extra uh, attention or anything anything that uh yes yeah, so i did on my own so which was hard but it happened paid off wow that's yep. it's pretty that's pretty motivational and motivating and inspiring you know like 
you know, hear, you know, hearing what you went through and living through and all of that going on around you and, you know, for you to still have that focus on, you know, your studies and bettering yourself, you know, ra you know, rather than, because a lot of people, I guess, throughout that time, you know, would, wor would worry or lose hope and, you know, get caught up in what's going on around them, but you kind of like, all that happening and kind of like stay focused yes that's the focusing part was the toughest part because our priorities has shifted so we didn't know what our our main priority was to survive and see another day mm. as a nation we didn't care my parents probably would care less if i would be like you know like a f student i don't know you have f grading or you have a number grading so f students are pretty much like so they would not care if I failed the school or if I passed the school. Their own goal was to make me, you know, to see another day. Mm -hmm. So the kids will not die, you know, that's their main focus, mm -hmm. just like everybody else. They care less about education pretty much. However, we still wanted to kind of push that through and kind of keep us away from thinking uh, about, you know, so we did not fall down victims of adversity. Mm -hmm. We wanted to think education so we will not think war we wanted to study so we will not do drugs or we mm. would not do prostitution we would not do anything like you know you know getting the gun and start killing people so mm. they would rather give us this book to our hands yeah. instead you know guns to our hands mm. you know that's mm. the thing so they would rather us think education and rather than think how hungry we were how um that what is going on around us so when we would come together to school most of the times we would not for example uh, talk about school or subject or we would talk about life how are you how do we survive so that helped us to cope together and um and survive together mm. you know in this kind of way so wow. and like would you say you know, that must have built like you know so much resilience you know in you as a person through going through that you know and um giving you like you know a different perspective on you know on things even now would you say oh yeah life completely has changed however what i try to teach with my speaking and motivation and through my book is uh, some some kind of essence because we can easily jeopardize and compromise our values, our standards as a humans when we go through the devastation and loss such as war, let's say, such as something like you have food, you had food yesterday and today you don't have a food. Sometimes we can jeopardize our values as well. And we have to be very careful about not to lose our identity throughout this process. Mm -hmm. And how do we still remain a human with a good intention, with a good values, with a, a positive attitude, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the proper standards of living, the essence of life, with, you know, and still be a human, be called like, okay, she remained a human versus, you know, we turn out to be animals, you know, going to the people's home. Mm. and destroying that so all about it's a it's a big test mm. life is all about test it's about how you're going to survive and how you're going to um treat others yeah 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like, you know, life does, life does test you and it does throw, like, you know, curveballs at you. And it's like, you know, how you manage and react, isn't it, I think, to the things happening around you and not, not um, adding to it in a negative way if, like, you know, negative things are happening. It, it was hard because no books showed you how to do it. You cannot read it anywhere back then. You know, we didn't have even TV to listen to the positive news. Of course, we didn't have a smartphone to go to the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Back that time, there was no YouTube. There was no Google. None of that had existed. And the computers, we didn't even have a computers back then time. So it, we didn't even use the computers at all. But um, and so we didn't have any positive any yeah. any messages coming so we had to come up with our own and use our human instincts because every human has this good and bad nature struggling inside of it and it's like a dog so when you know like there's two dogs are fighting you know and uh, somebody said so which dog do you think is going to win and then they're like the, the one that i'm going to feed the most mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so and we have a two human nature so the both nature we're feeding most is going to devour and eat the, 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 the least weakest nature. So if you feed yourself with the negative thoughts, with the negative people, negative surroundings, you, and you're going to support your evil nature, and the evil nature is going to destroy your good human nature. So we have to be very careful. The people we are associating with, the things that we read, the things that we watch, the things that we touch, you know, the places that we go, mm. uh, any information that we observe, we have to be very, very careful, you know, is it going to feed evil nature or is going to feed, you know, good, positive nature mm. of the humankind. So um, that's the, the thing that I've, I've learned. So we have to be, it's a fine line, you know, and uh, it's easy to, to fall. Uh, and uh, the scene is very attractive, very, very attractive, very colorful, very fun, very mm. laughable. So we just have to be very careful, mm. you know, not to, you know, just, just just know the truth and know the consequences of it. Yeah, no, that's really, you know, 100% what you're saying is true. And, like, that's something that, you know, is, in our awareness almost now, isn't it? You know, with what's happening in the world. Um, you know, a lot of things people that people rely on for probably feeling a certain way or pleasure, um, you know, they can't really go to now. So, you know, what people once thought, you know, you know, brought them happiness, they can't get that because they can't go to. And you know, people are being forced to look at how they're thinking and, you know, you, you gain happiness through yourself, don't you? You know, you can't seek it by doing certain things. You know, like you can get temporary happiness, I think, through doing certain things, but real happiness, you know. And that's like what you said to do with people. And what you choose to feed the most is what you kind of attract, isn't it? Correct, yeah. Um, that's that's kind of like true for, I think, anything for our mind. Uh, sometimes we need to have this time to detox. Maybe that's a good time that we go through as a nation, as a world, to detox our thoughts, maybe to, to rethink our lives, to to uh, prioritize our values mm. and uh, standards of the life. So what's most important? And then the thing comes to it. 
you know, we will all survive as a nation. We will. It shall all pass. But, you know, it's, it's like a big test for all of us. Are we going to jeopardize our human nature? And you can you can see your true characters, right? Mm. So who are you is, is not about, you know, that it's going to change you, but it's going to reveal your true character, who you are. Any struggles, any any problems that we have, that, that we encounter, is actually our true characters. So uh, it doesn't change us, but it reveals us, you know, who are we really made of, you know, what is our values. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and you can see the people around you. If people are negative, they will be, that their nature is being revealed. If the people have a good intention, like still strong, still positive, their nature is going to be revealed. So the, the kind of, it's not about the true colors. It's about you know people will finding out about themselves. So it's it's um mm. yeah it's a big change. You know people will just have to be very careful during this time. Yeah. And very positive. Yeah, that, that's completely yeah, and you know we've got to be very very mindful of like you know what you feed like your you know your mind and your attention and your focus and who you surround yourself with and how you choose to think and be isn't it like because it's it's a lot easier to be negative and think oh you know victimizing yourself with all of the things yeah yeah it's it's very easy when we are uh, when things goes well for us to become like lazy and uh, get back into our things and rely on the things that made us happy before like you know with external things that what made us happy like TV maybe I don't know going maybe people would go in the public made them happy maybe people would go to the bars will make them happy so um, mm. it's all external so but they were searching for something that they could not find maybe now it's the time for them to get something uh, internal like peace, maybe some kind of uh, like value, some maybe self identity, self esteem during this time, and kind of work on that, nurture it, and yeah. and uh, fix that, and um and grow that and develop it through some kind of maybe the pain uh, and loss can also produce some positive things in your life. Mm. You know, I could have used that as uh, and victimized myself. Oh, oh, poor me, poor me, let me just go and do drugs or you know mm. because i need the money i mean i that's why i was selling the drugs you know yeah. i could have used any of those negative things to produce negative results mm. however we all use the not all but we use that devastation we use that um the pain and suffering right struggle hunger to grow us as a nation and to use that as a tool to teach and pass it to our generation mm. and let them know hey not everything is that bad if we survive we survive so many things physical pain emotional and spiritual pain too if we did that you can do that too in this pandemic time in this mm. um time of the isolation right not everything is gone not everything is lost yeah. you can still survive and not only survive but also strive uh, above all, all of your things and maybe this devastation and this lockdown and this isolation will produce some good good results and bear very positive fruit mm. so and i believe that's what's going to happen yeah no that's exactly it and I, and I think like through what you said is you know completely right and you know if you're you know what you experienced you know through your childhood and growing up and you know your country you know the things they went through and they didn't have you know like you know like you said there was like one factory that was you know making bread um 
you know, it was probably, you know, like I said, technology and internet, you know, wasn't really around significant, significantly as it is now. So, so, I mean, you know, electricity and, you know, people now go crazy if the Wi-Fi goes off, they get bored if they don't know what to do. And, you know. But, yeah, it's going to be ripped. It's, it's all external peace. It's all external, like you know, like like happiness is what happiness only only relies on external things that we get. So, but the joy that we have is internal, internal that stays there no matter what the external circumstances are. So we have to differentiate that and make a big difference and cross the line between these two. You know what makes us happy? Let's say Wi-Fi makes us happy, TV makes us happy. You know you know, social, you know, like going to social clubs makes us happy, for example, going to work makes us happy, but but it's all, when you take those things away, you will not be happy, so you have to be very careful how we define the happiness, you know, having somebody by your side maybe makes you happy, but what if everything is gone from, from all of it, how you're done, right, so yeah. that's why we have to be very careful to nurture things that stay there despite of the external things going to be mm. taking away from you. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think, like you said, we kind of caught, been caught up in that loop of working to buy things that we thought gave us happiness or doing things that we thought gave us happiness. And, you know, I think people can only kind of grow from this and gain more perspective on what actually does make them happy. Because, yes. you know, you might have all these things, but you might, you know, with what's happening, you can't really necessarily use that money to get, do you know what I mean? Those things, do those things that you thought made you happy. You know, like restaurants are closed, pubs are closed. Um, yeah, you start thinking, you start, you know, searching something. There's a void maybe in, in us that we're trying to kind of close the gap, right? Yeah. Because now we, we don't know what to do. We have disconnect, disconnect from the world in some point, disconnect from reality in some point, because right now nobody knows reality. The media is not transferring everything that we need to know uh, in a way that will calm us down. You know, there's so many negative media, and we know that it's a bad thing is going on with yeah. virus right now forever. No media is telling us that everything is going to be okay. Sit back and relax. You know, like just how about smile at somebody, give a call to somebody, let them know that I'm there for you if you need them. None of that, none of the media tells us how we can cope and some kind of positive spark of hope. You know, there's yeah. none there, always there. Like you know, the business they have like three media rules. It's like a scandal, sensations, and drama. These are the biggest things to wrap around because that's what we want. That's what people crave. Mm. Nobody will want to hear about, for example, like a peaceful talk on a podcast on a TV that's about like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, yeah, everything yeah. is fine. <laughs> how about your life? How you know you grew up? You were such a good girl. Everything was fine. You had such a good grade, such a good school. You went to the university. You you did this. You become a medical doctor. You had kids. Nobody wants to know that. They want to know what happened. Yeah. You know what struggles. You know, mm. all this devastation, you know, they want to know this kind of thing, so they will be gravitating. Mm. And that's what draws lots of them, the people to watch the media, even though there's no news anymore. The news is the same, just they kind of like repeat themselves, they repeat themselves until yeah. they tap into our 
oh my gosh, that's you're gonna die, you're gonna die, you're gonna be next coronavirus yeah. recipient and stuff like this, right? Yeah. Pretty much. So you're you're next, you're next. So we're like counting. Okay, he he got it, he got it, he got close. Go, oh my gosh, I'm yeah. next, I'm next. <laughs> so so we just have to be really careful because there's a bigger forces out there that can sustain us and protect us more than all of this kind of thing. So we yeah. just have to be really just mindful and uh, um, and our brain is a, such a powerful tool that nobody can even understand. Mm. It's fast and runs faster and and more stronger than any computers combined together. I think it, it would be like what, like some kind of trillions megabytes out yeah. there that's how my brains are functioning it's mm. such a strong and powerful tool so mm. if we use it properly which none of the media and schools are helping us to really apprehend that power mm. then we will be a very positive people and influential if mm. we use our brain positively mm. of course to build instead of destroy so and that's why we have to use our brain even more, you know, during this time to help us cope, to help us survive, to help us be stronger and just influence our own health, mm. spiritual, emotional, and physical. Because if you tell yourself, I'm going to die, I'm going to be next, uh, next one, I guarantee you're going to be next one and you're probably going to die. Yeah, no. So, you tell yourself that oh it's, everything is gonna be okay. I don't want you to lie to yourself. However, your brain, like uh, your words, attract your heart, and you know we have our words have the magnetic power to it, and um, an electric and magnetic power that attracts our thoughts. You know that attracts to our heart, so it's mm-hmm. gonna like gain gain there. So everything we say, yeah. it's gonna be somehow manifested and and impactful into our lives one way or another. So we have to be very focused and very intentional mm. to say things that will help us. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with what you said. And I think like, you know, the human brain contains like 80 billion or over 80 billion neurons. And, you know, what, yes, you, choose, yes. what you choose to feed, you know, feed it, you know, tracks and your words mm-hmm. connected to your, you know, your thoughts connected to your words and your emotions and they all become things yeah. when you, you add them all together and it's almost like a cement to a brick isn't it it's almost that coating to something and like with yes. what's happening what you said around us in the media you know what you choose to focus on you attract and you know that's positive or negative and if you continually look at the media and you're looking at the negative things it'll just make you more anxious which is then going to just wreck you know wreck your immune system and then you're more susceptible to getting a cold you're more susceptible to um having other conditions you know through cortisol and stress and it's just um you know the, the mental state you know, affects your emotional state, which then... Big, big time, yes. They're all, they're all, yeah, it's, it's how we were created. So, like, we, we have to be prepared or be very careful what we feed the most, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to be very, you know, yeah. It's, it's, you know, we're quite, like you said, we're quite fascinating creatures and we're not kind of given a manual on how to be a person. 
Um, yeah. And like you said, the media isn't going to post things that are positive um, over things that are negative because that's kind of what sells and that's what gets people's attention, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but there are positive things out there happening. You know, there are. You've got to, you've got to seek that and you find you've got to find that because there is a lot of positives out there happening. So like. Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'll say, like, from, from, like, what happened with you in Georgia, right? Georgia? With the war. So, like, how how did that feel when that all kind of blow got blown over and finished? Like, what was that like? So, the outcome? Yeah, like, how did that feel? Like, the out, was it, like, relief, like, you know, when that happened? How? It was very un... Uh, un um expected we didn't know how to cope we didn't know how to function we didn't know what so the president who has been selected during this war time to lead us because it was the time was pressing we needed to do something he was killed during that war so yes can you imagine that's why the country became very um chaotic there was yeah. no no leader there was no a person who would guide and tell them what to do, how to protect people, how to not to, you know, what not to do. And that's how people did not know who to go. So everybody could do whatever they wanted to do. If they wanted, if the soldiers wanted to come to our place and just demolish that, guess what? Nothing is going to happen to them because there's nothing out there on top of them who would guide them and give them restrictions what not to do and what to do, you know. So um, and uh, and uh, so we we learn to to cope without a leader like president as a country. We learn to cope how to uh, have no guards, no no security around us. We learn how to cope. I'm not even counting in a in a fact like a devastation, the hunger, you know, and all the losses and stuff like this. So we have to learn like w- where the hope is coming from. Mm-hmm. That big that everybody were looking for what's next what's next sometimes i would go to bed i would beg god please make this night longer and the day shorter because during daytime that's when we felt hunger right we were thinking about how to survive about next day how do we um you know like plan you know where the food's gonna come back mm-hmm. so i was like god please 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 let me enjoy my sleep i want to sleep i don't want to wake up that soon please and and i didn't want to wake up in the morning anyways because it was so cold i didn't i was just like this i, I did i couldn't get my <laughs> my hands because it was cold man it was cold in the houses we had no heater imagine you know living in your homes uh, on a, in december time or like you know the coldest season in your in your area i know you don't get lots of snow but you yeah. still have a, it's still cold let's say yeah. um take it as this temperature that you have mm-hmm. which i visited the london it was beautiful during mm-hmm. the christmas time it was amazing season i loved it oh. and beautiful weather. it's just like how i like and uh, but uh, you know during this coldest day of this season, there was no heat inside. So you wake up, you're like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Like today when I woke up, it was just 68 degrees. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but the human nature has, you know, has to feel comfortable, right? You know, our yeah. temperature, you know, is looking 
the special kind of degrees that surround us yeah. and we need that to feel you know just productive yeah. Yeah. and we didn't have that i couldn't wake up i'm like oh my god i don't want to go to school can i sleep for one more i was like this you know i would go to bed with my clothes on yes you know people like you know take it off and put pajamas wherever but we would put more clothes on us when we would go to sleep it was just oh just those times like oh we didn't have enough blankets to pour on top of us it's my mom would make us clean the houses so we would get warm. She was very, um, you know, strict and she like, you have to clean, but she did so we can move because the more you move, you warm up muscles. Yeah. Yes, it generates the heat, it generates the energy, and you know the energy needs to be, but more energy we use, guess what? The more energy we have to consume because food mm-hmm. is a form of the energy that we need to know. So we have to be very careful, you know, if we move a lot, which means we're going to give out our energy. You know, the more you sleep, it's like, you know, you kind of, energy is in a piece, you know, uh, like body in motion, you know, stays in motion, body in rest, stays in rest. So mm-hmm. we have to be very, um, so it's like you want it to be warm up and you want to be warm but at the same time when you do that you, you waste your energy you know when you do like like running right you like come home oh i'm hungry now yeah. you know <laughs> i want to eat something you always like you eat you like open the refrigerator right and in my case i could not even open the refrigerator it was empty wow. so like i opened the cupboard there was nothing so it it, it was just like like a domino effect, you know. Yeah. You want to get warm, but at the same time, you get more hungrier, and you'll be like, oh, just one thing. So you have to prioritize who you want. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was just a game that we all learned. Wow. Uh, some kind of structural things that we had to kind of, uh, yeah. At that time, we didn't care about our health, like being natural, be eating right, the carbs. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We didn't have a word diet until i got to america i'm like what does this word mean yeah. diet what is a diet diet means you have to select what you eat what yeah so <laughs> you eat what god gives you to eat i came back from nothing and you have to select we didn't select what we did. we ate what we had that yeah. was our rule and then people because we consume so much we it's a cons- you know it's like a game you know lots of manipulation you know it's a game game out there with the politics with the businesses with money right we all want to like uh, give give people so much that now we we go to the stores we don't even know what cereal to buy because it's like 500 cereals out there just give me one i'll be happy with that (laughs) just put the right ingredients right you know like natural stuff you know do your best to give me one good thing so i don't have to worry about So, and, and that's what I'm like, you know, just eat to what you Now yeah. I became, you know, yeah. uh, like a certified nutritionist and also personal trainer. So I'll be able to kind of guide and think. So my biggest thing is in challenge to teach people to self-love. Yeah. Because if you don't self-love yourself, if you don't respect yourself, I can give you all the tools. Mm-hmm. I can make your body look amazing. But if you don't, if something doesn't change inside of inside of mm-hmm. you, this external will be fake. Just like all these actresses out there, there are all these people who are doing plastic surgeries. Mm-hmm. They want it to external world to look so good, so they'll be. It's not gonna last. They're not happy. They're mm-hmm. searching for something to validate their values from external change, and yeah. it's not gonna. 
and they're going to be doing so many, they're going to run out of the plastic surgeries very soon mm. because inside of it, most of the people are empty. Mm. They, are, they, don't, they don't know who they are mm. and their identity is being in shake. So, in, in, yeah, big mm. stakes. So they have, that's why lots of people out there are so poor, even though they're rich, they're very poor. Yeah. Nice. 100% agree with what you said, and I think, like, as well, um, people seek things externally when they've got them internally, when you've got it internally, if that makes sense. And, you know, like I said, with people buying things and, you know, people trying to look a certain way, you know, you've got it all inside you. And as well with. Like, like with, with as well in society, there's so much out there. Like you said, the cereal and the food. There's about 50 different types of cereal. Like what you said, in the situation you was in, like you, you, you kind of, you had to get whatever was there. You know, you, you yes. it wasn't like oh, there's 10 types of cereal. You just ate. You just had what you you had to survive. And that's I think that's one of the crazy things with the world a little bit there's too much there's there's too much uh choice there's you know that not just in cereal and food and drink it's and that's kind of comes into the, like, the education side there's so many things that you can do in your life and be and when people are forced to think you know what do you want to be like there's about a hundred million things yeah. to do and be and how can someone figure it out like that yeah, so it's, uh, and uh, I'm, I do not believe in diets. I do not believe in dietitians because it completely screws people. They have no idea what they're doing to begin with. I have a formula that works, you know, for anybody that, um, for example, is struggling with that, mm. that is very powerful and very effective, very effective. Mm. So, and um, I think I'm, I consider myself as a very powerful uh, person to, to lead anybody in this journey because yeah. I, I don't even talk the talk, I walk the walk yeah. and I went through this so many things in my life that um, not, you know, with experience but also with the essence what's most important out there that I can give more than anybody else out there can. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really nice and, you know, it's really good what you're doing and what you've accomplished and, you know, what you've gone through and to come through that you know and use your experience um, in a positive way and want to help other people you know and be the best version of yeah. yourself and help other people be the best version of themselves um, yep that's, that's, that, that's the biggest thing that I want them to see themselves the way that you know their creator sees them you know how beautiful how amazing mm. how valuable they are how you know uh, just life is good and uh, life is worth living and not cursing and not you know just victimizing yourself like oh my gosh so um Mm. yeah life will go on whether you're like struggling today or nothing it will go on there will be still tomorrow whether Mm. with you or without you but you just have to fight Mm. enough to want it so you can be see tomorrow you know yeah that's really really nice lovely um I couldn't agree more, and 
you gain, you know, you gain resilience, don't you? And you gain momentum, and through what yes. you go through, you get to help other people. You know, it might not be nice yes. now, but you know, go through it and help other people. You'll be able to relate to other people who might be going through something similar to what you did as well. That's, yep, that's, yeah, that's that, that, that's the goal, you know, because sometimes uh, it, you can see when people are trying to tell you and or sell their product, let's say, or sell themselves, and they have nothing valuable because they have no idea what they're going through and what they what they're talking about. Mm. They cannot relate because they never went through the hunger, they never went through the devastation, they never went from the self building you know this mm. moment they never went from the losses to the victories from the devastation to the gain from the admiration to the debit you know devastation. they never mm. had this journey so how can somebody else can tell me how to live my life uh, and be effective if if it, you're not the one who did that yeah. and not and everybody and I also want to mention that everybody's journey is their unique journey. Mm. Uh, just because what I went through and my techniques worked on me doesn't mean those techniques gonna work on you. Yeah. What what people that are helping people don't know that they always, you know, like a cup, you know, cooking cutters. You know, they use one one measurement for everybody. Okay, boom, 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 and their prescription, let's say, is the same for everybody. That doesn't work this way. Yeah. Absolutely not. What worked for me may completely ruin your life. Mm. What worked for you may completely, like, just completely ruin my health and everything. Mm. So, and that's where I come. I'm very, very um, careful without with, with that. And I understand that every mm. person is unique. There will be nobody like you, nobody mm. like me, nobody like anybody else yeah. in the world. So it's uh, individual. It's all about uniqueness and individualism. And not compromising those values too. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. And it's like you know, it's it's, it's accepting everyone as a different puzzle piece, isn't it? In some way, not everyone's going to fit into that nope. space. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something we know we need to be mindful of and understand. And um, I, I I remember I I heard Tony Robbins say he wrote one of his books. And this guy bought, I don't know if you heard this, and he said he tried suing him, and he was like, your book didn't work, you know, you know, or I've had your book, and this has happened in my life, and he, and he had a go at him, and he was like, well, you know, like, did you follow the things in my book, you know, and not everything's going to work for everyone else. Yes, yes, so it's... It's just, uh, you know, like perspective, it's all about like wisdom. I think uh, we can get smart, but wisdom comes from just completely different sources. Yeah. Um, so, and we just have to like differentiate, you know, between these two. You know, are we going to be smart with the, with the people that we work with or are we going to be wise with people that we're, we come in counter with? So we have mm -hmm. to be very careful with that. Not just careful, but just kind of know and connect. Yeah. Sometimes people come to me and I can tell, you know, you're just not going to do it. So it's just going to be not right for you. This is not the right journey for you. Mm -hmm. For example, you need to 
work on that first before we can work on this. So when you work on that, you know, I can help you with this. But I can also help with, with, with other things as well. But, um, yeah, people sometimes run to the places and, uh, and to people to get some kind of help and answers, even though sometimes they, they have to come up with their own answers. I cannot tell you about mm -hmm. your, your life. You have to learn what's most important. They want me to tell them how to live their life. No, it doesn't work this way. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I can guide them, and they, they kind of like, whoa. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. You can, you can only guide, you, know, you guide them. You can't tell them what to do, can you? It's up to them what they do. You can kind yeah. of. They don't like to, to, be, to be kind of like, not everybody likes to, you know, to know what they did wrong. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not my job to tell them what they did wrong. I'm not there to judge. I never judge. I never say you did something bad or. Hi, I would just like to say a massive thank you for tuning into this podcast and I'm really, really grateful to be on this path and journey with you all. 
If you would ever like to provide feedback, you can do so by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review, or you can send me an email at the positivitypodcast at gmail.com. All feedback is much appreciated. If you would like to donate anything at all, I have a Patreon account where you can donate a small amount and you get exclusive content from the podcast. Or I also have a PayPal if you would like to donate anything as well. Just a small gesture. And all donations all go towards the podcast and making it a better experience for you all. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes.